Hello everybody, welcome back to the Gamer Life Podcast. I'm your host Johnny and today I'm speaking with Perry who runs a podcast himself, loves games. So we have a lot to talk about games that we've loved and that have impacted us. We talk about podcasting in general and his process. So I hope you find this conversation interesting. And with that, let's go. How's it going, man? How's it going, guys? <laughs> Welcome. And uh, how do I pronounce the name of your podcast? Because I've been butchering it's, it. It's AY Gaming. AY. Okay, I didn't do mm-hmm. that bad of a job. Good. Good. So <laughs> AY Gaming is your podcast. I came across it. Uh, I think the place I met you was the ACG Discord first, right? Correct. You're there as well. Mm-hmm. And then also kind of found you on Twitter. And I saw, oh, he runs a podcast. And... Mm-hmm. As you now know, I'm also trying to run my own podcast. So I thought yeah. it'd be very interesting to to get you on and, and get your take on your process, how it's been, um, kind of pick your brain uh, about okay. a few things there because you've been going for a while now. Do you know when you started? Uh, I think about four years ago. <laughs> like I had gotten into like, you know, listening to Joe Rogan and like Rooster Teeth, those kind of podcasts. It was like, I want to do my own podcast. And it took me a while to actually figure out what I wanted to do. And then I got into like a huge gaming kick, like bigger after college, after, you know, life happens. And that's what I wanted to do. And then one of my friends suggested me to ACG, like as a reviewer. And then I've just been in love with doing this process entirely you know it used to be like sporadic podcasting and then one year i was like look i want to do this every week and then like i had friends that were like yeah let's let's help you out so it's been on that journey since 2020 since last year so when you say let's help you out are you talking about your co-host or yes yes like my co-host because it would be like sporadic guests like here and there or like won't do a podcast for like a month or so yeah and then i was like look um I wanted to start spreading news around my area because people had like disinformation about vi- like certain video games that they didn't know about. And it, I just wanted to make sure to clarify that. Like, look, no, this is what's actually going on in the gaming news. This is what you guys need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Caught the podcast bug. So wh- that's interesting. You say like Joe Rogan was kind of the first podcast that caused you to, to go, hey, I want to do this. Was that like your your main inspiration, or were there others that you were looking at? Uh, definitely, uh, it started off as Joe Rogan, and then I looked at different styles because, like, one of my friends showed me what podcasting was. Like, a really good friend, he was like, "Okay, here's what podcasting is." But he was playing a game. I'm like, "Oh, you can do this while you play a video game or read a book or something." And it's just like, well. Uh, one of my good friends who had to start his own podcast, I was nervous at the time about doing my own. He said, look, Perry, just look at it as a way of talking to your friends. Yeah. That's all you're doing. And like, don't think about like the masses. Don't think about the numbers. Don't think about that. Just think of it while you talk about your friends and then it'll just grow from there. Yeah. I think, I think it helps, right? Having a co-host where you can kind of run things by and use as a springboard for different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And shout out to everyone here at the Able Game Podcast. Shout out to Luke. Uh, like, I met Luke a year ago. Like, I knew of him playing, like, at local Magic the Gathering events, that kind of stuff. But actually, him saying that he wanted to be on the podcast and help out, or like any of my other co hosts, that just because of work schedules, they want to help see it grow too. And they know the plan. So, yeah. <laughs> No, that's cool. You have people on board that believe in the project and they're excited to participate. Mm-hmm. So for you, like, is there a, a motivation in terms of making it a job or do you view uh, it just as a, a hobby? Yes, I would love to make podcasting a job. <laughs> it's just something like I've always wanted to follow your dreams and I let's see, uh, I went to school as to become a writer and their 
podcasting has allowed me to see like you know like true crime events or like these stories like uh, i don't know if you've ever heard of, like the wolverine a uh, logan the wolverine like word storytelling through podcasts and i was like well there's a different way for me to do that like storytelling i don't have to go through a play i don't have to go through amazon i can just like upload it ask people to voice act it and and along the way people will enjoy it that way too yeah yeah i think there's truth to that i mean can you tell me a little bit about your background in terms of like how you got here you, you mentioned you did you study for writing is that what you yes yeah yes oh well the way that i guess literally got here it was like would you like to know my gaming history or do you just want to know how i got to be the podcasting platform well let, let's go a bit about your background because what interests me a lot um you know when i talk to people is what different skill sets they have that kind of mm -hmm. allow them to do this weird thing which is you know podcasting or streaming you know it's kind of a mm -hmm. it's not clear what skills are needed for something like this right obviously like mm -hmm. public speaking i guess but um, yeah. there, there are things that I notice people have, and, you know, maybe from the writing stuff, you pull a little bit from it where you're able to kind of weave stuff together a bit. Do you feel that that's mm -hmm. like a useful skill that you've been able to use for this? That, and also when, uh, like you're talking about public speaking, I, my, I guess what would you say, my sophomore year in high school played football. And like, like we were losing, not, no, actually we were winning, but we weren't winning in a way that, uh, we wanted to. And like the seniors and like people that were upset didn't know what to say. So like, I actually got up and started talking and then I've been talking like publicly with no problem since that point on. I, I mean, it wasn't my place, but everyone knew what I was saying. Yeah. And ever since then, like it kind of gradually grew. Uh, writing skills, I would think so. But honestly, I just wanted to have fun. Yeah. It was a point in my life, like where I had just got out of college and like I wasn't doing anything, you know, motivational. And how do you go to school and not do what you want to do? So I looked at this as like an outlet to like grow something, like have fun. Yeah. Uh, see people, meet people, talk about games, talk about their path of life. And I just wanted to wanted people to have fun. I like just like not really care what happens, not really have any structure. And the structure didn't really come until after one event uh because like it's a it Away Gaming is originally called a word of influence and like how literature Mm -hmm. uh, it's literally, it was literally about literature, about gaming, how these certain things it made an influence on in your life in some way. Yes. How did it make you a better, make you a better person? Um, prime example, let's say The Witcher. Like if you read the books or like if you read the game, how did it make you a better gamer? How did it make you a better person? Or like, Games like that. I didn't really look at the news inside. I just wanted to see how it made made you feel happy. Yeah, interesting. So you talk about like how games impact you in in mm -hmm. kind of a profound way. What games got you excited? I guess originally you said you went onto like a big gaming stint, and that that was like mm -hmm. the springboard for all this thing. I would actually say, uh, let's see, it was twenty. 15 2016 um the last guardian started off oh um, interesting mm -hmm. so for people uh, who don't know um last guardian was the follow-up to shadow of the colossus from the eco team and that was like in development hell for many many years it eventually came out for ps4 and you were kind of trying to guide this weird cat like creature right uh, all over the place so mm -hmm. so for you what was it about that game that you know really connected um it's interesting uh me and my little sister at the time um it was like her first game playing and we played it together and um uh, she was getting frustrated and 
about you know how the cat system is what trico he wouldn't yeah. listen to you uh and it kind of made you upset it's like good god but uh what happened was is that um uh we kind of got into a sibling fight in a sense like where she started and like yo calm down it's not that serious <laughs> Like, I would just, I was looking, like, at the, one of the trophies, and I said, try to beat it in, like, five hours. At that point in time, there was no way, because it was our first playthrough. And, um, like, we got into this kind of fist fight, and I told her, like, hey, it's not that serious. Uh, it's just a game. And then afterwards, we both ended up falling in love with the game, and just, it started everything. Like, our sibling uh, deepened after that. Like big brother, little brother, I mean little sister, yeah, uh, kind of situation like grew and like I just have a connection with that game, like where I grew as a person after playing that. Right. And did you play a lot of games with her after that point? Um, I got no. I try to get her to play much. Persona. Yeah. She tried to play her get to play Persona. She's like, no. <laughs> That's fair. And then from there, what are you playing these days that kind of excites you? Uh, right now, Final Fantasy fourteen for sure. Oh, nice. Uh, I'm also on that train. Yeah, whereabouts <laughs> are you in the in the game? Uh, we just hit Shadowbringers yesterday. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay, you're you're deep. I'm still working yeah. my way through Heaven Sword. Oh, like the second half of Heaven Sword's great, but uh, some of my reason because of life and stuff. Uh, there's a one game that I'm really trying to beat before I get because I'm working on a gaming sleeve myself. I know you guys can't see it, but I have uh, the Witcher tattoo, I have Ellie's tattoo, and I have Persona Five like a uh, Joker's mask and his dagger. Oh, nice! And the next, the next tattoo that I'm wanting, like I said, I try to connect everything in a certain way. I'm working on a gaming sleeve because I've been hitting the gym so hard. So I used to not be as healthy, even though I worked out and stuff. It kind of, I'm making this tattoo sleeve based off my uh, production in the gym, like how well I do. Like if I hit oh. a goal, I'll get, an, I'll get a new tattoo. And seeing how gaming is a celebration, I'm looking at it as a celebration of my body as well, of getting a new tattoo. Right. So... So the next game that I'm going to be getting is Zelda's Majora's Mask. I've never beaten the game, but I've uh, was supposed to get a tattoo this week actually of it. But my uh, complications, my tattoo artist was sick, and I was kind of upset that I wasn't able to have time because 14 takes up a lot of your time, as you know. Oh, yeah. 14 does. It does. So my idea was to beat the game before I got it because I was like, this game has haunted me. Like I play it so many times and come to a certain stopping point that it just makes me upset. So it makes sense to go on there because I'm a big Zelda fan. Right. So what happened is that she said that she had like an ear infection. I was like, oh, cool. Maybe this is a way of that every round time to be able to beat the game finally. <laughs> it, it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it's cool how you tie it all together. Like, it, you know, it's a celebration of the game you like, but also of the goals you you're achieving in, uh, in the, like in yeah. the physical health thing that you're working on as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's nice, man. And then it sticks with you, right? Like good memories of achieving shit alongside like yeah. good times of playing stuff mm -hmm. in the chat with the question favorite jobs to play in 14 what do you, oh, what do you mean? i'm playing dancer <laughs> okay yeah yeah dancer looks fun yeah it's it? uh yes it's a uh, very proxy like proxy are going off and like you just helping out the entire team uh, I'm playing with a group of friends, so we're really trying to get through this story. Like, I like I know that there's a near raid, and I know there is a monster hunter event. I know you're a big monster hunter fan as well. Yeah. yeah. So, um, like everyone's trying to play. I'm like, no, guys, let's get through the story first. <laughs> I don't want to do anything else. Right. I just yeah. want to get through the story. <laughs> yeah, it's so easy to get sidetracked. Uh, I mean, that's a good thing, because that means the game has a lot of interesting stuff. Like, for me, I've been doing the Hildebrand questline recently. I, mm -hmm. Are you familiar with that? I'm not, I'm not familiar with it. So, it's um, 
like this flamboyant, uh, over the top investigator. It's a, like a comedic quest line that mm -hmm. starts in Heaven Sword. It goes to Stormblood, and it will be coming back. Uh, I think in Endwalker, it also has some shadow. So it's like a long quest line where mm -hmm. you follow these kind of comedic characters and very, very funny, very enjoyable. So mm -hmm. been doing that. And that's just one example of things you can get sidetracked with that. Uh, it means I haven't progressed my MSQ <laughs> as much as I also okay. want to. Who, what are you playing in the, uh, what's your job? What do you play? So my main is Dragoon. Mm -hmm. which I've really enjoyed. When I started playing, I played as Summoner, and mm -hmm. I didn't like the whole caster aspect where you're, you know, you're just standing still, casting stuff. I didn't really enjoy it, so I took like a very long break of six, seven months from the game, and when I came back, I started Lancer from scratch because I said, I'm going to try something new and different. Mm -hmm. And that's been a lot of fun. I also have then, because I did Summoner, I have Scholar quite. A, so I also have like same level uh, Scholar as I do my Dragoon. So I have the two. Mm -hmm. I can flip between if, you know, if, if I need a healer because I want fast queues, I can go to that. Mm -hmm. Scholar is really fun. It's better than White Mages in my opinion too. <laughs> I like Scholar a lot. It feels like it's a good mix between being able to dish some DPS with... You know, being a good healer as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, have you tried any other jobs, or has that uh, been your main? I played Dragoon first, actually. So I yeah. know exactly what you mean. Like it's aesthetically pleasing, but I just knew that once I hit level sixty, I wanted to switch to dancer just because, and just see what it was like. Yeah. And uh, I still level up my Dragoon, but I just have more fun playing dancer because it's just something about helping a teammate out or like having their procs go off. Uh, Cause I have a friend that she plays samurai and like her damage just goes through the yeah, roof with a dancer. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Hey Shad, welcome in. Yeah. The, the samurai class looks very interesting. It's kind of oh, like, gosh. like ninja also looks interesting, but ninja looks very also tiring <laughs> to play. Yeah. It looks yeah. very complicated, very tiring, whereas Samurai looks a bit more something to enjoy. Well, what's funny is, I don't know how true it is, one of my friends told me that if you learn how to play Dancer, it's similar to Ninja oh. and Samurai, like, like as in terms of rotation. So it's not as hard, but okay. I could be wrong with that statement. So No, that could be true. I don't know enough about Dancer to comment. I guess with Ninja, the thing I heard is they care a lot about positionals and stuff. So, you know, having to position accordingly to get your damage mm -hmm. out and all that stuff is like a mess. And that's one thing I got to get used to the keyboard still, even though I'm in Shadowbringers. It's just like, okay, like an AOE goes off. I'm trying to hit the right button without looking. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, it, it's tricky. I've been talking with a friend and he really tells me, you know, you have to redo your HUD so it's more... Uh, more <laughs> around where your eyes typically are looking at because the way I have it right I have under there it's almost like subtitles yeah. <laughs> in an anime I'm always like looking down and I'm, yep. I tend to sometimes miss stuff that's happening yeah. on screen so yeah we we like what's funny is that we talk about sidetracking like it's because the game is that good yeah. I actually have someone that that wants to like for some odd reason Square has a problem with uh letting you play the game by like paying them i don't know it's interesting like he's having struggles and he said hey how about everybody come play elder scrolls online or something and i said none of us really had time for another mmo <laughs> you really gotta Not pick one and kind of stick with that i feel right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like doing two at once it's you yeah. can't keep up. There's so much stuff to do, you know, bet between the dailies and the MSQ and stuff. Yeah, and like my goal is to get to the end of Shadowbringers, get all caught up before Endwalker, and then yeah. go play something on my PlayStation. I, it's been a while since I've turned on my PlayStation. So, yeah. Is it a PS4 you have? A PS5. I have the PS5. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. What's the last so... thing you played on it? Like, whew, the last thing that like I played all the way through was Ratchet and Clank. Oh yeah! Oh dude, Ratchet and Clank was very good. 
I played mm -hmm. that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I didn't. I played the remake, and then that was the first one I played because. Oh wait, I sorry. Didn't... You played the, right? They did like a remaster or something of an older one, and then they yeah. did the the recent one. The... Yeah, I played. I played both. I played Rift Apart and the remake. Okay, so. gotcha. Yeah. So what was it last year? I played Ratchet and Clank the remake or whatever. Yeah. Uh, for in 2020 and then when they announced the game for like a ripped apart i was getting so excited it was like oh my gosh i get more ratchet and clank yeah but i didn't realize that it was a continuation but the game is still so good oh my god yeah gosh. they did a great job with it 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 looks great plays great it's it's fun. Like I said, Insom insomniac is inching their way to be probably my favorite studio that's just me though yeah they got a consistency <laughs> don't they every game they mm -hmm. make is a banger for sure mm-hmm yeah. Um, so in 14, do you care at all about like fashion? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet? <laughs> Not yet. I like said my primary goal is just to get to the Shadowbringers and then kind of open up. I kind of do that even when I'm playing Monster Hunter. I will literally get whatever gear I can to get to the high rank of like where the more the better gear in Monster Hunter before I start looking at the entire map. I don't know. It's just a better way for me to play. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, they you know, they give you options like the the glamour thing. So you could glamour, sorry, glamour. glamour. <laughs> French glamour, right? Um glamour uh, with the glamour. So you could like, you know, have something now set up and just put that on top. But I get the thinking of like, hey, I wanna get stuff done first and then I'll think about the Mm -hmm. uh, the outfits and all that and that's not with every game i play i just know that there's so much in 14 that i just want to see the end i want to see the story yeah <laughs> you want to get to the end yeah that makes sense mm -hmm. <laughs> you're picking at other people's outfits yeah it's crazy yeah. in yeah this is a game where people really put a lot of time and effort into their looks I think mm -hmm. more than any other MMO that I've played personally. I, I remember when I played ESO, I mean, sure, people, you know, cared about it, but it didn't seem like that much of a focus mm -hmm. point. Yeah. And this is my first MMO. Like, so yeah. I, like, yeah, so I didn't play WoW. And what, uh, the funny story about WoW is that they would always release these trailers. And I was like, dang, that's cinematic like trailers. Movie. Oh, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm like that was that looks like a good movie. I'm like, all right, it comes up this day. I was like, yeah, it's the wild movie. Yeah, let's and check it out. Friend, it looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> like my friends are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, but the panda and all that, you know. And they're yeah. like, oh, you mean the expansion? I'm like, oh, to a game? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was my big issue with it because you look at those cinematics and they are just no reflection whatsoever of the game yeah, yeah. right yeah like, you're correct well what's even the i don't know it got to the point where i it pissed me off like sure it's a, <laughs> it's a cool cinematic but it's not the game right yeah, it, it's not it, it's like the the burger shown in the mcdonald's ad but <laughs> you go in and it's not even a burger it's a wrap <laughs> And you're like, this bro, it was a burger in the ad. <laughs> you're not wrong. And then I haven't played. I think I tried playing 14 years ago. And I was like, eh, this isn't for me. And then I get the urge, like, yo, let's oh, play this. So it didn't mm -hmm. click the first time? Yeah. And then, like, this time it did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it because I'm playing with friends. Oh, dude, that's a big part of it. Yeah, for sure. I mean... It's interesting, actually, because Final Fantasy XIV is a predominantly single-player game. When you look at it, most of the stuff you do is single-player for the MSQs mm -hmm. and all that. And then you have dungeons and raids. And as you go more and more, you know, as you go deeper into the game, there's more of that. But for a long-ass time, you're just by yourself doing MSQs, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Which is oh. very, I, I think, very unique to Final Fantasy XIV, that ESO at least can be all done in co-op. And I mean, it's MMO for a reason, right? Massively multiplayer, 
online and it's almost like it's not really that multiplayer at all for a long time until you you get much further into it mm -hmm. but yeah okay so i digress with uh, we went on to a <laughs> Final Fantasy diatribe. Tribe, I apologize, but um, I wanted to talk a little bit about podcasting in general before we talk about like more games, because okay. I listened to a couple of your episodes, and first I was like, "This dude's voice is amazing, right?" Because you got the radio voice. Yeah. <laughs> you were born with the voice. Uh, I was like, "I gotta get him on the show," uh, but I like the way you kind of weave topics. Do you? What's your prep? look like do, do you do any is it like you, on the spot what what's going on there um depends on who we have on thank you for the radio voice comment actually uh what's funny is that when i was in high school they made me sing sing the uh say the national anthem oh. not the national uh, pledge of allegiance here here in america yeah. every day at school but like i was tasked what? with it every i was like day? okay every day <laughs> every day it was interesting i was like okay because nobody else wanted to do it. They're like, Perry, you can do it. I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, if you say so, boss. <laughs> um, but topics-wise, it all depends on who's there. Like, if I have, like, a special guest one that really hasn't, doesn't really have time to know what's going with game, we'll look up topics. We'll pull up stuff from IGN and GameSpot. Or if it's just, like, me and my other co-hosts, we'll just go on a whim. Like, no prep whatsoever. Um, yeah. We just know... Because, like, some of us during the day on our lunch break or something might see a, an article and, like, well, let's talk about that or let's talk about that. Or, like, I can just pull something up just to make sure that we didn't miss anything because I know that I saw something this week. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's no way I missed anything. No, it makes but sense. You, you see, like, a topic pop up and you're like, hey, we, we should talk about this. Like, that's mm -hmm. interesting. And then you mm -hmm. go from mm -hmm. there. Um, hey, uh, Deprived Life, thanks for the follow cheers <laughs> so are, are you looking into kind of broadening more into live streaming and things like that or are you happy with the audio podcast format i said my uh, audio podcasting is great um i think when this pandemic kind of slows down we're gonna try to like get a camera and like do it all in person make sure and yeah do, so do you guys do it in person or is it just yeah, we, online. we do. We do. We do it in person. It's just a matter of scheduling. Uh, like my actual first co-host, she we're gonna record after this podcast. She actually coming back on today, so it's like yeah, cool. Um, people are happy to come on when they want to. Yeah, <laughs> or have time. Do you find that when you do it in person, like you're in the same room, let's say, that's easier versus? Um, doing something like what we're doing now oh no 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 like this is i've done some with people across the pond just like yourself yeah. i've done yeah. i've done it with some of my friends that are in different states like you know over discord or on youtube i used to do good on youtube live streaming yeah i used to do it on there with some of my friends that lived in illinois that kind of stuff so it doesn't bother me to like do it in person or not it's just the fact of the pandemic caused us to be forced us to be online so long yeah that i was just ready to get in this back in the same room and right. see my friends seeking, and talk seeking it out more because mm -hmm. you, you couldn't do it for a while yeah it makes sense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so what what is it for you like the next logical step are you looking to tweak expand or change anything about how you're doing things or are you pretty much happy with you know where, where it's at where it's going and all that well what i always refer to the podcast is like whoever comes on or if anyone comes on it's like hey this is my baby i'm inviting you into it so if we're going to tweak it we'll run by it together <laughs> And because yeah. like I don't want that form formula of like talking about gaming news to spread it because like honestly, outside of the gaming, I would still like to chase that dream of becoming a game reviewer like our good friend ACG and like yourself being part of this podcast. I would love to be able to be a game reviewer. Right. Yeah, and I mean, what is your current like 
job? What what do you what do you do mainly? Oh, I work in a bank um, where I'm just helping people uh, fund loan. I fund loans for a living. So what I do is make sure that everyone else's stuff is correct, so like their payments are are okay. Like yeah. that's what they should be paying monthly. <laughs> Interesting. So so a lot of that is just like a, a lot of bit. I wouldn't say busy work, but like unmonitored. Like my boss isn't heavily on me, so I get to listen to podcasts. Oh, nice! Here and, like, yeah. all the time. Yeah, that's that's cool. I like being able to do that at work as well. Um, I think that what what I wanted to talk about as well is how do you think about kind of weaving topics in a way that seems natural? Because oftentimes, right, if you go into it with, let's say, a set of topics, let's say you picked up a couple things you want to talk about, and mm -hmm. but but that's you know. That's not all of your show because I see that you go into, you know, lots of tangents <laughs> and, and other topics and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Is it, is it something where you're just kind of present and stuff comes up and you go into those, or is there some effort into trying to kind of thread these different smaller topics in between the big ones? Do you think at all about that? No, we, I, I personally don't think that we think that at all. Uh, we talk about weave in and out um, uh, topics. I think what happened is that um, we'll look at topics and we're like, all right, we should talk about that. And I'm like, but I always start the podcast off. It's like, where would you guys like to start? Because wherever you guys want to start, is that how we're going to go? It's not about like you have these set of topics. Where would you like to start? It just opens up a conversation and then. I told them, I told all my co-hosts or any of my friends that came on, like, hey, last year during the pandemic, I picked up cooking, and, like, cooking was so fun, and it made me look at podcasting in a different way, because, like, well, this can happen, or this could happen, dinner situation. So I told them, like, hey, guys, let's just have fun. It just seemed like we were getting too serious about stuff about the gaming news, and I'm like, okay, but let's just have fun. Yeah. Like, let's uh do that. Yeah, make and, it a like, bit more lighthearted. Mm -hmm. And you talk about like um, you asked me about um, the idea of like in the moment, and like yeah, it, it is kind of in in the moment because it's like, well, there's a question, like I want to ask it now, or I won't, or I'll forget later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see. I see that it's one of those things like easier said than done. I feel mm -hmm. because, especially when you're hosting there's the onus is on you to 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 guide the conversation accordingly right mm -hmm. and um mm -hmm. i feel like you can get lost in that pressure and that almost makes mm -hmm. you unable to, to to just be present with what's being said and instead of reacting to what the other person is saying you're like thinking about the next thing you you want to get out and um mm -hmm. it, it, it can become a bit unnatural i feel whereas if you're able to to use what's being said as like different threads for things, it feels a bit more like mm -hmm. like in a flow. So I like I like to to see that when other people do it. But um, I did want to talk a little bit about like current games because okay. I know you 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 cover a lot of different stuff um, from like news to games and how they affect you and stuff like that. But uh, is there any recent game aside from? 14, which we've been talking about. Yeah. Um, any other recent game that has impacted you in some significant way, maybe this year? Um, but that's impacted me near replicant, I would say. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Tell me um, about that. Well, let's see. I play Automata. And like, what's funny is that Automata is like my first like game review that I've ever done. So it's kind of special to me. And like, so I played through it for like all 20 hours and didn't play near didn't play the first near but one of my good friends told me about the soundtrack and the soundtrack had been downloaded to my phone for like three plus years so i knew the soundtrack going into near replicant uh, and yeah. so to actually play it it kind of didn't hit with me at first and then like it didn't hit click with me until the end of the game and i was like this game is a masterpiece Oh wow! But yeah, so 
Because uh, I don't know if you ever played it, but uh, yeah. to, you have to go through all the different endings to get that special ending that ties into Automata. Uh, so I just really got tired of having to run through the same dungeon over and over, and it just yeah. made me upset. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is annoying. I'm trying to stay away from spoilers. Sorry, I have but... a... I have a tiny fly here. I'm not swatting oh, yeah. you or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I apologize. <laughs> You're fine. I was trying to stay away from spoilers, uh, of course, for uh, people who haven't played the game yeah. yet. But but at the end of the game, like where you had to do that final thing, and I was just like, this game's a masterpiece. Like I enjoyed it. It was worth the ride. But during that small segment, it was like, why am I still playing this game? <laughs> Interesting. So even though the journey wasn't like super satisfying the ending kind of wrapped it up in such a nice way that story-wise for you it was like a, like a payoff that that was mm -hmm. worth it in the end yeah the payoff was amazing in that game it was is what i was needed and like i said my after i get my fierce deity majora's mask tattoo uh my next tattoo is going to be a near one from eight it's going to be a twos um what is it it says i can't believe i said i didn't realize how beautiful these worlds this world is and that just kind of seems fitting for a gaming sleeve as the different worlds come together <laughs> yeah so so when you compare that to near automata how, how do you rank it or, or do you even look at them as similar games because they oh kind of not different. at all they are different yeah. <laughs> i mean they're i know that they connected them together but they're total two totally completely different games you can tell <laughs> yeah 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 like gameplay wise for sure i mean there are mm -hmm. some you know it big inspirations you can see how this game even though it's more recent it, it's obviously a remake of a much older game you can see that Automata took a lot of inspiration from it and then created its own thing. I think that for me, the fact that it's a remake of an older game also means that a lot of the mechanics in it are kind of old, right? They've mm -hmm. modernized it and they've done a good job, I think. But it still feels to me like Automata has these really innovative camera shifts and mm -hmm. you know like this kind of cinematic way of of showing stuff that um uh, i don't know it seems very unique and i didn't really get that from replicant mm -hmm. uh, i don't know about you did, did it feel that way for you well like i said my biggest i think my biggest problem was the fact that i was just running through the same dungeon yeah over and over after beating a certain ending i was just like it just got annoying because i wanted to go do something else and then like uh there's like when you start reading like some of the text dialogue i'm like oh this is a thing okay i guess i gotta pay attention to this because it kind of slow paced the game down like where instead of overly tell you like through cutting it tells you through writing so it's like oh this is like this is going to be a thing so let me sit down and read it but if you had to do that, if you want to view that again, it's just not for me. I, I just got other things to do. Time is valuable. I'd rather not waste time. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, the repetition of it is a bit mm -hmm. much. Yeah. And another game that once I get through 14, I'm going to go back and play Judgment. <laughs> yeah, I never finished judgment sadly um <laughs> i should go back to that it had a had a very cool story mm -hmm. yeah so f for people who don't know judgment is a basically a yakuza game in everything but name and mm -hmm. it, it has a, a less silly tone a, a more serious tone but at mm -hmm. the end of the day it's and a did, yakuza game and i did pick up ghost Shishima's director's cut yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The director's cut looks pretty good. I also want to get to that. Mm -hmm. It was my game of the year <laughs> last year. Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima. Did you mm -hmm. play it in English or in Japanese? I played it in English. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was very yeah, torn I played, on, I that, on one. that game. 
because it really felt like Japanese worked well for it. Like the pacing of how people speak and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, um, mm -hmm. it, I don't know, even mundane things said in Japanese, <laughs> it, it just seems dramatic. And I really enjoyed mm -hmm. that, but it, it also makes the game quite slow. I've noticed, I remember when I played Sekiro, I, I had it in Japanese and the dialogue was so slow and like long. <laughs> And, oh, dude, it got like, it, it was, you know, I would like be falling asleep. I would be streaming and having to like, you know, because I can't speak at the same time because it's, it's a cutscene. So, uh, I had, that was actually kind of an issue for me. Like the pacing of it is so different, but then mm -hmm. also it's interesting because the, you know, the, the lip sync, right. was made for English because it's, mm -hmm. it's a Western studio. So in some weird way, the original version was actually English for that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it's, it's funny uh, that you say that because I didn't realize that Tsushima like the, was like based on a true story, like Invasion of Mongrels. This right. is my history of knowing that. I was just like, wait, this, is, this was kind of real? I mean, I mean, it was real, but the idea behind the game, the inspiration behind it. Yeah. And just seeing everything that the studio has done for Tsushima. And like, you know, I, so everyone knew that this was the game that they wanted to make and I enjoy it. It was the only problem is that I tried to start it up yesterday and my platinum time, or like you said, I only had 30 hours in the game. I'm like, no, I platinum this game. So I guess my save file didn't upload. So it might be a while for I play that game again. <laughs> oh, damn. So you had a platinum and it didn't carry yeah. over. To... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it might be a while. Love the game, but uh, it might be a while for I play it. <laughs> so are, are you a completionist in games? Not a, not a completionist, but there were just some games uh, like where I said, wanted to beat, like, I want to platinum this game. Like, just want to. Yeah. So, what difficulty did you play in for Ghost? I just played on normal. Normal, yeah. Did that mm -hmm. feel like a good balance? Yes. Uh, what we used to, I used to play on very easy on stuff, and I think just because I wanted to play and just have fun with yeah. the game, not really care about stuff, and that changed when I started playing Final Fantasy Fifteen. I was just like, well, let's just play on normal. Yeah. And Sorry, Corrido says in chat he had a similar issue with the Final Fantasy VII remake with, I guess, the save not carrying over. They, they had a very cumbersome system. I don't know if you saw that, but if you wanted to actually get your save from PS4, you needed mm -hmm. to log in on the PS4 and like up, you know, upload your, your save through the game. So you boot up the game and there's like a menu there that says like upload, save. And then mm -hmm. go to your PS5, I think. And then from there, like, pull it through the game menu. And what I had yeah. done in preparation was simply upload the save because in the, in, the, in the system, in the OS, there's an option for, like, just upload saves or cloud saves. Mm -hmm. And you would think that would work, but it didn't. Nope. And they, <laughs> I would have had to plug in my PS4 again and the whole point of it was the whole point of getting a PS5 was to replace the PS4. I don't want to have mm -hmm. like both of them have to be plugged in and you know. So anyways, I just started with a fresh save. Yeah. But it's crazy they I can't actually, have a good like simple system. Yeah, I gave my PlayStation 4 to my nephew so as soon as I got my it's PS5. Gone. So yeah. it's like I don't need it and some of my friends are like you still need your PS4 cuz the storage I'm like who cares? We'll yeah. get expansions, <laughs> but no, um, that like uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. I had a friend that had that same problem, like where he couldn't couldn't get the save. Yeah, and which is a like I just wanted to play the Yuffie DLC because I had already beaten seven, so oh. I just wanted to play that. Wait, are yeah. you a Final Fantasy fan? Yeah, I've been playing it since seven. No, no actually six. I never beat six, but I've been playing it since then. I think I'm a bigger Zelda fan than a, seven, a Final Fantasy fan. 
I'm about to sit down and think about it. <laughs> Fair enough. So, oh, uh, Haz asks, is there much difference between the PS4 and PS5 versions of Ghost other than the 60 FPS? Um, Great. I mean, I played <laughs> it... When I started up. Yeah, like, you, you can tell me, but when I played it originally, I played it on PS4, and it wasn't even mm -hmm. PS4+. Plus. It was just a normal PS4, and the game played great, mm -hmm. right? Sure, it mm -hmm. was 30 FPS, but it was smooth, it felt good to play. It's all I can yeah, say. Look, it felt great. Uh, it, uh, you can definitely tell there's texture differences and the action. I only played like maybe like five or ten minutes just to make sure it worked, and then I was like, okay, this is gonna be fun. I can't remember. I can't believe I still remember some of the moves because you know, like when you get used to the button controls again. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't know. It's kind of, it came natural, but it's it felt smoother. Uh, I wonder, no, if they're going to do The Last of Us Part 2, like this was a director's cut. That would well, be interesting. The Last of Us 2 already got a, an enhanced, like, 60 FPS version for PS5. So, mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe. Maybe they will, like, do mm -hmm. some other repackaging. They do like to do that. Well, well that's funny, is that how, uh, I think, that was the last review that I've ever done was The Last of Us Part 2. And I mentioned how... I was playing on the PlayStation PlayStation Pro, and my system was just booming. Like I could just hear it like the entire way through. I'm like, and then when I play Ghost, it wasn't like that at all. Shushima oh, was not like that. Yeah. And I had to actually ask some of my friends, like, is your PlayStation going like a hundred miles per hour when you started Last of Us Part Two? I'm like, yes. <laughs> so it's yeah. like literally pushing the system. Yeah, yeah. The the PS4 had a lot of problems with that. Luckily, you know, PS5 does a good job overall. It's pretty mm -hmm. stable. But I, I mm -hmm. wanted to ask you, because I am a big Final Fantasy fan, and especially okay. of 7. So you brought it up. Now, well, technically, Corrido brought it up, but you talked about it. <laughs> so now yeah. I have to ask you, did you like okay. the remake? And if you didn't, we're no longer friends and we'll never talk. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, but uh, what what were your thoughts? Um, let's see. Final Fantasy VII Remake was first off. I was just glad that the game came out. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, to, that's true. Like, like I've been, I was waiting. Of course, I saw the trailer. I got excited. Some one of my everyone's like nostalgic characters. So everyone sorry. Them. Before you go on, just for context, did you play like the original Final Fantasy VII, or was it your first yeah. contact? Uh, yeah, yeah. I played the original seven. Okay. I, I have I have Final Fantasy seven on my Switch. I've had it on my piece. I have it on Steam. Yeah. I have it on my PlayStation. So I like uh, it's one of my favorites in the series for sure. Um, I enjoyed everything that they did with it. Uh, they switched it up to feel more Kingdom Heartish. Uh, in terms of like having three people in a party and you can use them. And I thought that's what they should do when I saw that Nomura, Tetsuya Nomura, was going to be the director. I was like, well, he can make it into more of a Kingdom Hearts type, type of game. And then that's what happened. Uh, the fighting is good. The combat was great. The fact that they are able to expand the lore of Final Fantasy VII made me go like, oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. As, But the problem is going forth is not the way that it ended because i'm excited about what they can do with the changes the problem for me is going to be how much of like the lore like a dirge of cerberus or yeah. any other final fantasy seven titles that they put in this game that people are not going to realize yeah because i some of the side content that's the problem with kingdom hearts they have so much side content that it doesn't like, people just want to play one, two, or three. They don't care about some of this side stuff. So that's how I feel, because I missed out on some of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm very pleased you mentioned Dirge of Cerberus. It was uh, <laughs> one of my favorite PS2 games. It was kind of an offshoot, like a weird title. Not a lot of people <laughs> knew about it, and uh, it was a cool game. And you're right, there is cool story there, and mm -hmm. you can't quite... At least I don't think you can quite fit it all, let's say, in because the main game is already so packed, right? That mm -hmm. if you if you were to introduce a lot of that stuff, 
it can be like a tangent or you know feel like you're mm. you're going away from the main adventure which seems pressing it seems like mm -hmm. the main adventure you need to get it done right because the plan yeah. is fucked um yeah so so it doesn't make sense for you to spend time hanging out with vincent when you need to be doing this other shit but yeah. I like what they've done with the DLC, and you mentioned it, so I think you've played it as well, Yuffie's yes. DLC. I, I kind of like in there, they, you know, they bring back some of that lore from Dirge of Cerberus, the underground people organization, mm -hmm. some of those cool characters. And I think that can be a good way to introduce them as DLC or, you know, like a side story that's kind of happening at the same time. And mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily derail the main narrative of the base game, but it gives you more for people who are into it, right? And and want to get mm -hmm. more from it. Yep, uh, like I said, uh, I was just ready to play as Yuffie. <laughs> I was just ready. Just <laughs> the simple mad, characters. just wanted to play Yuffie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I don't even care. And then like they show, like, who is this character? I don't remember. It said, oh, he's from Dirge of Cerberus. I'm like, oh, I didn't play that game. I wish I did. And because of like Vincent's one of my favorite characters, like because like he's a missable character just like Yuffie. So yeah. So I I enjoy like I said I'm, I've enjoyed everything I played of remake. Yeah. I just really want to see where they go with it, dude. You know what? I that's something I miss in games. The it's almost like respect for the player that they make it a missable character. They're like, mm -hmm. you could fuck up and not get this character, mm -hmm. and. Nowadays, it seems, okay, I don't want to generalize, right? So it's always hashtag not all games, right? <laughs> yeah, not all games. A lot of the time, it feels like they are catering to the lowest denominator. And, mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to miss something like a playable character because they want everybody to see it and, and get it. And I, I love that, like, principled stance where, you know, this is the game. And if you... If you don't look into it, if you don't pay attention, you may miss it. You may miss something cool. And there's like a mystery there that's like you're always thinking like, mm, could there be, could there something, could there be something hidden here that's meaningful? And sometimes there could, right? There could be like a big thing that you could miss easily. So I appreciate that uh, in some of these older games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. AR video games, what's up? How's it going? Welcome in. <laughs> so, I mean, for me, I'm excited to see where they take it. I don't think they're going to diverge much from... It feels like they're they're adding stuff on top, but never really, like, changing much. You could argue some stuff changes, but it feels like they're taking, like, the base stuff... They're fleshing out side characters a lot, which I like. Mm -hmm. um, there is this new thing with the spirits. I always forget their name. The the ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like some some people will just compare it to like uh, how Namora is there. He doesn't want to write final. He doesn't want to make this game, but <laughs> it's just like some like conspiracy. Like uh -huh. he doesn't want to write this game, so. He's right. changing it. <laughs> well, well, there is this, the whispers, thank you. Yeah, there, the there is this, like, uh, I guess, fan theory, probably, I don't know, somewhat consistent now, this idea that the, the whispers, the ghosts, are like the fan police. So anytime yeah. the story is diverging from the original in some way, you see the ghosts, and they're like, hey, hey, pull back, right? <laughs> this is not what happened in the original, pull back. And then yeah. something happens and they kind of course correct. Um, mm -hmm. And that to me makes sense. And I could see that being, a, <laughs> you know, like a, a cool narrative device that they used to, to say, oh, it's a little bit different or is it right? And yeah. it's kind of a little twist. I, I, I like that as a theme. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Okay, good. So we talked a lot about Final Fantasy again. Sorry about that. I... <laughs> I, I get, I get into these uh, tangents with some games. Uh, but you also touched on another game that's very polarizing, Last of Us 2. So, mm -hmm. or part two, whatever, right? So, mm -hmm. ah, that's a difficult one to talk about because people get very <laughs> emotional 
one way or another, <laughs> whether I say I liked it or disliked it, um, yeah. people are very defensive. But without painting a target on your back, what <laughs> what were your thoughts on <laughs> The Last of Us Part Two? <sighs> that was a long game. <laughs> yes, it was only twenty. It was only twenty hours. It felt like it, eighty it hours. Felt, it felt like eighty hours, and like I know people really call that uh, the game of the year. And like I said, like I have an LA tattoo. I have the her leaf tattoo, her moth right. tattoo. Uh, so that means I am a huge fan of The Last of Us. But part two, I don't know. It like I was really like when I beat the game, I was like, yeah, it was great. But when you step away and like for from the game and think about it, I'm like, it was okay. You know? There was something that there were some things that they could have done differently, you know. But I think with that game, I'm gonna have to go back and play it again. I had to go back and make sure, you know. Wait, are you saying <laughs> you want to play it again? I, I, I need to play it again just to make sure. I need to play it again just to make sure that if my thoughts about the game had changed. Because it seemed to be at a time like I was really ecstatic for the game. Yeah. And then it, I beat it and I'm still ecstatic. And then after the review and I posted it, I stepped away for like a month or so. It was like, cause I was gonna go back and platinum the game. Yeah. Uh, and I never did. So, because I think ghost had just came out and I don't know. I've always said this. We needed ghost of Tsushima after playing the last of this part two. We needed that. We needed a breath <laughs> of fresh air. Yeah. yeah. It's like coming up yeah. for air, you know, when you're, yeah. <laughs> it, it just, it was so heavy and so, yeah so dense um i yeah. i really enjoyed a lot of it i i think you know cinema cinematography in it is stellar they did a mm -hmm. great job with with all that um mm -hmm. i don't I, for me i don't like the what would you say uh i'm missing the word here but like everything's meaningless and you know yeah it, it's all fucked and i know it's yeah. part and parcel of these apocalyptic stories but uh, they lean into that so heavily that uh even the stuff that that they're trying to make us care about just to me never meant anything because it just uh, all felt meaningless a nihilistic I mean, is, it, is the term i was going for it's just so yeah. nihilistic yeah yeah i think the problem with uh some of the scenes at the very beginning of the game oh, and, is and that, by the uh, way we're not going to spoil anything so if people yeah, are no, like no, no, they're going to no spoil no no spoilers no so. no spoilers but um the idea of what human like what mankind creates that own chaos i noticed that when i play that game for the first time because like there's this zombie apocalypse happening right now and underneath it we create our own chaos even though I just did this thing for this person five seconds ago, you still have created this history behind you and uh, it, you create chaos even more. I don't know. It just anytime in zombie apocalypse, like you can see it in like the walking dead, you yeah. see in the last part two. It's, it's weird. And I just don't understand it. You would, the, the point is to survive and we're, yeah doing other things to not survive i don't know yeah some of it wasn't super consistent in the way that for example you know some of the tribes would kill people on the spot just out of practicality but then at other key times in the story they decide to not kill the character and mm -hmm. let them live right when clearly yeah. they're gonna create problems for them so mm -hmm. you know th there are th tonal things like that that i think were weren't like consistent but i i like overall i like a lot of it yeah. uh, i just like i wouldn't play it again because it felt like i was done with it like when i was yeah. done it felt like i was done you know what i mean i think <laughs> yeah i think what's funny is like yo because i have a friend that spent 50 hours playing the game he wow. played 50 hours like he played because he, he wanted to explore the entire thing he's yeah. like yeah you should be done with it in like about four or two hours he's like Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, there was another like eight plus hours in this game. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I know. 
Because right. it just felt like you were done. It yeah. felt like you were done, but they kept going. <laughs> yeah, it kept going, and for me, the ending wasn't satisfying. Um, the, oh, we're not gonna yeah. get into it, but just for yeah. me specifically, like it did, it didn't really connect or mean anything. But mm -hmm. I'm happy. A lot of people liked it. I think as a game, it was fun. It's very polished. And um, mm -hmm. I do hope they do something. I don't know about you. I kind of hope they do something different. I don't really want to see Last of Us three. I, I want to see Naughty Dog. No, I want to see Naughty Dog do something different. Like, hey, new IP or, you know, kind of new setting, something, something different. I mean, I mean, they are the number one studio for Sony or PlayStation right now. So, yeah, I can see them. As long as Neil Druckmann's there, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, he definitely has like a strong vision type thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you can tell that. Whether you like it or dislike it, he, he does have a big impact in projects. Uh, but it dude, now... conversation. Sorry. It, it does, yeah, exactly. It doesn't leave anybody indifferent, right? Like, mm -hmm. it, it's... Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's something pretty filled with personality, let's say. But I'm now cognizant of your time. I've I've had you here for an hour, so I, I want to ask you my last question. <laughs> and, but before I do, do you have anything you want to pimp out, like what what you're doing next on the podcast or anywhere? Uh, like I said, the podcast episode will be going up on Monday, so we're going to talk about some of the gaming news. Like, I, I, twelve minutes just came out this weekend. Uh, we're going to talk about some of those reviews. I haven't downloaded. Have you played it yet? Um, sorry, which one? Twelve minutes. 12 minutes yes yes i have um okay <laughs> yeah i have some thoughts about the game I, <laughs> I i really enjoyed the story actually you know the twist was cool okay. yeah and we okay. won't talk about like what actually it was and okay. and obviously the cast was epic for it you have willem dafoe daisy ridley mm -hmm. there's lots of great talent there i think that those mm -hmm. games by nature feel contrived to me because you have to do things in a specific order to get mm -hmm. the outcome right mm -hmm. um you know mm -hmm. if you take the picture before you do the other thing like it doesn't work and now you have to oh. go through another loop right and it, oh. it gets to a point where i start to see very clearly how the game was put together how they i oh. can almost see like a visual script of like if the player does this go here if you know like almost a graph yeah. tree in my head yeah. and that breaks yeah. my immersion uh i stop oh. it stop uh stops feeling like i'm playing a game and it's more like i'm going through the motions i'm going through this script mm. so okay. that that's like the effect it has on me but yeah, like uh, with that being said, I'm going to check that out sometime this weekend because it is we're worth checking like... out because I think you may experience it very differently than I did. Because okay. if you happen to pick the right things, right? If you happen to 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 do things in a way that doesn't cause you to do as many loops, it will feel like it's magic, like it's it's you know a masterpiece. The problem is when you start to do a lot of loops, I think, because you start okay. to see the underpinnings more for me. Okay. But I'll, I'll be I, interested I to hear your thoughts when you when you get that out. Yeah, I, I plan on checking it out this sometime this weekend because we're taking on a, a taking like a small break before we hit Shadowbringers in 14. So I have the weekend to do other stuff. Uh, so like I said, I'll, we'll be recording podcasts after your podcast here in a bit nice uh the, the episodes go up on monday because work friends like hearing it on monday so they get to hear what happened in the the news last week technically but yeah okay it's just the start of the new week so we'll be doing that and just continue with the podcast and hopefully i can set some time down to get back on the process of becoming a game reviewer because between you and and our good friend acg uh, really helped me see what I should do, how to make it more fun, how to get really into it. And that last review I did was the last of part two. And like, I could feel it happening. And then, you know, life happens, other stuff happens. Yeah. People want, people want your time to do other stuff. And I'm just ready to have fun gaming again. That's what, so once I beat 14 or Majora's Mask, it's going to feel like a huge weight lift because I can go back and play other games. <laughs> 
because I'm just focused on these two games right now. Yeah. I don't care about anything else. <laughs> yeah, tunnel vision on them. Well, listen, mm -hmm. man, my last question for you is, what what is the one thing you would like people to take away when they hear your podcast, when they hear you talk? What is the one thing or impression you want to leave on people? The one thing that I want is that hopefully I made them laugh at the end of the day. Like, they got the news that they want, but they also were able to laugh and have a good time. And then also check out some of these games um yeah. that we all we're, all we're all playing like we'll do like a roundup or like what are you playing right now so yeah. give your insight and like maybe and like we always say like hey this is the recommended game this is what we're playing this week or like what's your recommended show like what are you watching yep i just i'm just curious to see what they're all about of what people want to check out maybe like an outlet and i learned that from like another like hip-hop podcast like, yep that listen to it's like oh yeah let's do that well listen man thanks for your time today it was a pleasure chatting with you nice to meet you and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see you soon take care thanks for listening to this episode of gamer life i hope you enjoyed it if you did remember to share with your friends and come back every monday at 9 a.m uk time for a new episode you can find all that i do including streaming license-free music and much more at my website johnnyplays.live that's j-o-n-n-y plays.live and as always catch you next time